This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to Rams Talk episode 30, Big 3-0. It's a bit of a milestone actually, thinking about it, considering the previous podcasts I've done usually get to about six. So to get to 30 is is quite impressive actually. Uh, I've got three really good guests with me today to talk about two not so good games. Um, I'm sure we all know already, you know, we were recording just after the Torquay game, which we're all really looking forward to talking about. Uh, and we've also got the Morecambe game, which was also very fun. Um, first off today, I've got Callum Bucock. How are you, mate? Yeah, I'm all right. It's been a lovely week, hasn't it? It's been great. That's the energy we want, Callum. Come <laughs> on. This is going to be a great 30 minutes. Chris Redwood's also with us. Chris, how are you, mate? On top of the world, Jake. On top of the world, mate. <laughs> Good to hear it. And also Vic Singh, the man who is the reason why this episode will go out late today. How are you, Vic? Good evening, guys. Good evening. I thought I'd be like the team and just not turn up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Right. OK, we've got two games, right? We all know. Everyone listening knows. It wasn't great. Uh, first game, Morecambe. I mean, uh, Callum, we'll jump straight into it. Yeah. Two penos. We might as well just speak about the penos straight away. Collins's pen, not great. McGoldrick's pen, not great. Um, what what did you think? I, I mean, I would have been more, like more annoyed that it was like if it was like I said, if it was more than one person, or if it was like the same person missed twice. That kind of gets you a bit of annoyed. We're like, why didn't we swap it to someone else and let someone else have a go? The fact we did. And it was two separate, our two strikers, and they both yeah. did the same sort of penalty. <laughs> kind of like just summed up that evening. Like we, I think um, I said to a friend of mine, like after the game, I was like, "You can't miss two penalties and then expect to win it." So um, the fact we, we we got a draw out of it um, just sums up that that entire evening. And what, and a, was it a Tuesday or Wednesday? Tuesday really cold night, night in Morecambe. Yeah. So, I know. Uh, it was scripted, I think. Yeah, it was. It was. And yeah, it's it's frustrating. I think between them, they scored something like 35 penalties. And yeah, they both no, missed no, in no, the no, same no, game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's it's ridiculous, isn't it, when you think about it? Um, I mean, Chris, their goal was pretty special, though, wasn't it? It was, you know, touched it up, volley, off the post, into the bottom corner. Not really a lot you could do about it, could we? Yeah, no, I was... Good. I was 
are delighted for him. Um, no, yeah, you're right. You, you, you get those goals. Um, choose the wet Tuesday night in Morecambe. Um, I don't think Wildsmith could have done too much about it. Slick, slick pitch. Um, but it we were in our own worst enemies. So many games we started, especially away from home this season, really looking good as if we're going to put in two or three. And then the home team get back into it. The crowd gets gets behind them, um, and we go one look behind, and then we've got all the work, to, all the work to do from there, haven't we? Yeah, yeah. It's it's just it's a frustrating, isn't it? I mean, we miss. We're good at missing chances. Um, you know, <laughs> under receding, we're even better at missing chances. Even now, we we score some of them. We're still, you know, we'll create ten, eleven chances in a half and take maybe one if we're lucky and. I know that's probably the case for a lot of teams, but it, it is frustrating when we've got, you know, players, I'd probably say, I know it sounds a little bit cocky, of the calibre that we've got. You know, James Collins has got proven track record. Asula, lethal in front of goal normally. Um, you know, Dave McGoldrick, I know he had that reputation in the Premier League for not being able to score goals, but, you know, at this level, he, he's shown that he can do it. And, yeah, you look at that and you think, why can't we just score? <laughs> but, you know, we we did score, which was nice. Um, Louis Sibley, first goal of the season, Vic. Um, I think he needed that, didn't he? Yeah, massively. Um, I think a lot was riding on him actually getting involved in games because me personally this season, I feel he just hasn't got as involved as I'd like him to be. And I'd rather have him as an impact sub than a starting place, but obviously due to injury suspensions and whatnot, he had his chance and he took it well. Um but yeah, that first half, we were all over Morecambe and then we got hit, with, hit against the run of play. And then it sort of just went downhill from here, there, there really, didn't it? I mean, I've never seen us play that well under Paul Ward and literally just only not even get anything out of it. And then the second half, we just, just got shut out of the game, really, didn't we? When Sibley got his goal, it was a frustrating night in Morecambe. Um, I guess that's the new... Uh, can you do it on a cold Tuesday night in Morecambe uh, rather than Stoke? <laughs> never mind, eh? Never mind. Yeah, it's it's one of them, isn't it? And you, the problem, I think I've said it's like 50 times on the podcast this season. And it's like, oh, we're going to have those days. We're going to have those days, you know, we don't, don't score or, or don't win or throw a game away in the last second or, you know, we're going to have ones like that, but then we just keep doing it and it's like, how many more times can we just have one of those moments when it's becoming like a, a weekly occurrence? But yeah, it, it is annoying, isn't it? I mean, it, it was a good goal by Sibley. It was a good finish. I know it took a bit of a deflection, but Callum Willisula late on in the game comes on, finds himself through on goal. Great goal. No, it wasn't. He spoons it over the bar. Um, <laughs> I mean, what what were you thinking after that? Like I said, it just summed up the evening, didn't it? It's like we we were like, yeah. If we wanted to fall to anyone, obviously it would have been one of the three strikers that we've got. Obviously, two of them missed the penalty, so we were like, well, maybe the third one who comes off the bench can put it in the net. No, puts it over the bar. So it's like, like I said, it just didn't uh, just didn't get them up with the green that evening. So it, it was frustrating, and um, and I think there was a couple of chances that. I think Warren said like we just put it, I don't know, not on a plate for it for each other or anything like that. But it was I think that was the only time where we actually got him 
one-on-one and it was a one-on-one chance and to put it over the bar you just want it on target don't you make the keeper work and and just hope a lucky bounce or something just falls for someone else but to put it straight over the bar doesn't really help yeah yeah I agree and I'm just looking at the stats here from the game their keeper got man of the match with an 8.8 rating and made 10 saves he faced 3.2 expected goals and <laughs> saved all of them, or well, bar Sibley's, which is probably not not the highest of all of them. I know a lot of people hate expected goals, but it does kind of paint a little bit of a picture of what sort of game it was. You know, we went to Morecambe. They're, you know, no disrespect to them. They're right near the bottom of the league. They're really struggling. We're a good side. But the one worry that I thought was Nathaniel Mendes-Lang. He looked shattered. He looked absolutely shattered. Um, uh, Chris, I mean, how much of a worry is it? You know, we know we don't have many players at the minute. We know we're struggling with injury. When players like Mendes Lang are starting to tire after 60 minutes because they're playing three games a week, it is worrying, isn't it? Hugely, because I think he's been the most in, in, he's been the most influential player going forward this season. Um, and again, he came off um, this afternoon, didn't he? Um, very early, so. Yeah, but it, it, it's just one of those, I think one of those times of seasons where we've got to really knuckle down and the whole squad has got a player power, but unfortunately the whole squad isn't, it, it isn't big enough and we can't be reliant on just, on just Mendes Lang um, to, to supply chances. But from what we've seen the last three, three, four games, he is that main man. Yeah. And yeah. If he's getting shattered after just just an hour, it's um, a worrying few months, isn't it? It is, and I think it makes it even more important we put those chances away early on in games because you know if your star players are getting tired towards the end, we're not going to create chances, and and we showed that today. And I don't know if I said it on the podcast already. Uh, we're recording this almost straight after the Torquay game, which is why morale is terrible uh, because we're all very miserable. Um, so yeah, just to, I guess sign off on the Morecambe game then. Uh, you know, there's after Saturday, there was a lot of optimism, brilliant win over Bristol. You know, we played pretty good football for a lot of the games, scored some brilliant goals. It it just shows, doesn't it, uh, Vic? It just shows we're quite inconsistent, aren't we? Um, I think you know, under Warren so far, we've we've had one game where we've looked amazing, the next game where we've looked like a pub team, and I think it's just about finding that balance, isn't it? Yeah, and it's probably getting used to this style of play with Warren as well. It probably explains why Mendes, Lang and players like that are getting tired quickly because it's demanding a lot more work rate off the ball. Um, to be honest, I think he should have made that change with Mendes, Lang slightly earlier because he was just, he was absolutely shattered. Even playing Corey Smith at right back was trying was meant to try and help him, but he was exhausted. Um, and yeah, we're inconsistent. We've been inconsistent for years, though. That's been a Derby County problem, um, not necessarily a worn problem. But I'd like to think if we can build in January, get a few players in, um, just need numbers and numbers in with quality. We could have a better second half of the season, but we're sort of like trying to prod along to get there now. And that's the squad's there. And it's thread been, It's like literally threadbare as it is now. You got um, there eventually. <laughs> <laughs> Like our goal, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's um, yeah. It's it, we're inconsistent. I think it's going to be like that probably the season, just because we're trying to get used to that style of play. And hopefully, if Warren can bring his own players in, 
to add to what we've already got. We might see a change in fortune come January, but until then, we'll prod along. Yeah, I think that's the tough bit, Vic, isn't it? That who's around in January? Um, you know, we, we were linked with that centre back. Is it Nelson Kurt? I might be making this up. Nelson yeah, Kurt, the, the Cardiff one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cardiff centre half. I mean, we've been linked with him. I think we've just got to hope for more James Collins situations where teams are willing to let them go for free. You know, we, we still can't pay fees, our wage budget's capped, but, you know, if we're paying over 12 grand in League One, we've got a serious problem anyway. Uh, it's just finding that quality, isn't it? I mean, Warren's already said that he's looked at the free agent market and there's nobody there that he thinks will do a job. Um, what does that say about Andre Wisdom, poor bloke? But, you know, it, it, it says a lot of, it says a lot about the players that are available and sort of the position that we're in because... You know, there's nobody around that could help us. But I think after today, um, put on earlier, there's, there's only 15 senior players in our team left now after all the injuries we've got. And yeah, it's worrying, isn't it? It is worrying. It, and we're just, it, it, just to burn in, mate, it just reminds me of a season ago, well, where we were like, where we had no senior players and we were kind of relying on all the kids. The trouble is we haven't got the kids to rely on because they've all had to leave. So it's like, yeah. it's a throwback to a, a year ago where we're in the same position. It just feels like we've gone 12 months back, obviously with a bet- the club in a better position. But um, I mean, I've, I've heard that like when I've, um, like my brother's a, a Burton Albion fan, which is, I mean, quite funny in our household. But big rivals, um, big rival. Can't wait for <laughs> Dece- the December fixture. Um, but um, but yes, yeah, so, but they um, have been buying people out of contract, so it's you're not actually paying transfer fees, but you actually like so if someone's got like a year left on their contract, you kind of pay them a fee to buy them out, and it kind of and it's classes of free transfer still. Mm. So I don't know if you can look at doing that or something on those lines with. I don't know what play, I don't know how many like uh, months or years Graham Shinney's got left, but like, look at some. Oh no, are we going because, back there again? But I think we. <laughs> you say that, but I think we actually do need someone yeah. who's like that in midfield because I think we've got. Warren said it. We're not. We're too nice, and I think yeah. today we looked at like the trouble is we're bringing on Thompson, who bless him, has got energy, but he's not going to win you a 50-50 against a. 27-year-old lad from Torquay who's going to just knock <laughs> seven bells out of you. Uh, do you think Sibley was too nice when he jump-kicked that bloke in the head? <laughs> I mean, he started t- t- trying to take up like Karate Kid, wasn't he? Like... <laughs> right, yeah, we might as well get on to Torquay then. It, it quite literally was a game of two halves, wasn't it? Or a game of 50 minutes of good for us and then, you know, 40 minutes of not so good. Uh, Chris... You know, on ITV in front of the world. I mean, we start the first half, and we we you know we we sort of weather their early storm, and and Willisula gets into the box. Max Bird's nice overlapping run cuts it across. Asula first time finish, celebrating in front of the Derby fans. It's good football, wasn't it? Yeah, really good football, and on and on a pitch like that, that should have been been applauded as well because it was getting worse and worse as the game went on. Um, and even the Torquay manager alluded to the fact it was going to get worse. Um, and yeah, I just think for the first 55, 60 minutes, it was a really professional performance. Um, I personally love a cup upset on ITV football, but tonight, but earlier on, I was really hoping it would just be a boring 2 3 0 win. 
and it, it, it should have been until a moment of stupidity, which I'm sure we'll carry on talking about in a minute. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to talk about that. Um, yeah. First off, I just want to open it up to the room. Um, we've mentioned it already. Sibley's nice boot to the head. Uh, you know, he, he was looking at the ball. He didn't know he was there. I just want to open it up to everyone. Uh, do you think it was a red? Uh, me, I wouldn't. Um, just because um, he's the player has come out almost like um, when you're driving the blind side or whatever yeah. you call it. Um, he, he didn't know it was there. He's trying to go. I don't know why he didn't go for it. Use his head anyway, but because <laughs> the but he's he's like I said, he's gone to just kick the ball and the lads just come straight out of nowhere and just and come into it. So he's not meant it to hurt the lad or in, it's more reckless, which is why he's probably got a yellow. Mm. Um, but I don't know. Like I said, I don't know what Chris and Vic both think. Yeah, what do you think? Lance? My my understanding is is if you endanger an opponent, it's a red card. And I thought it was a more of a red card than the red card that actually happened. Yeah, that, that's a good point. I think to be fair, any player that's within twenty yards of Louis Sibley's in danger. So I don't know where <laughs> I don't know about that's that. Off. But yeah, I know. I know what you mean. I, I think I think you might be right. I think I can see ways that both of you go. With that one, uh, Vic, uh, you've got the deciding vote, mate. What are you thinking? I'm glad it was a yellow. I'd understand if it was given as a red. I thought it was going to sweet your music in the way you went on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you see, you see that sort of. Um, well, yeah, you see that given in other games. Um, definitely, probably more of a. There's more of a shout for a red card for that than what Cashing got. Yeah. Um, VAR and he'd been, he'd, he'd, he'd yeah. been off. It looked worse on a slow mo. It really like, did, it, well, didn't which it? Which is why, like Chris's spot on it on a VAR, that would have it would have gone. It's the studs in the in the head, was it? It's the it's fact that uh, how is he studs up with his legs up there? How's he even managed that? No idea. <laughs> it's, it's quite like, impressive. He must have like watched Karate Kid and Huddle Ian in Torquay. That's what. It <laughs> I'd be surprised if they had a TV in. Uh... <laughs> I didn't know about him being the worst tackler in the world. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, yeah, so you know, we, we've got through that. We've we've scored a nice goal. They're creating a couple of chances. The second goal, I mean, Asulu's getting good at that. You know, the quick step over onto the left foot, hammer it in. Um, I have no idea who I spoke to last because we've all spoken. So I'll, I'll go to you, Vic. Um, he's somewhat special, isn't he, in front of goal? Will Asula? Yeah. I think he'll be a big player, not just for us this season, but a big player going forward, uh, probably for Sheffield United when he goes back. Special talent. He's got all the attributes of being a, a, a top striker, especially at championship level, maybe beyond that. Uh, I'm, I'm glad we've got him, actually, to be honest, because he offers a different dimension to what Collins and McGoldrick offer. And it's the youth, it's the pace, it's the strength holding up the ball. And he's, he's got a cracking finish on him. So um, long mate, continue with Willis Ula. Yeah, let, let's hope so, mate. And I, I think, yeah, I mean, if he improves his all-round game, you know, there's a couple of bits to his game that he could definitely work on. But he's 19, isn't he? So he's he's got a big future ahead of him. And it's crazy when you think about it. He is only 19. Mm. I think it's something we've got to remember with a lot of these Derby players. You know, I've been very quick to criticise Dobbin because he loses the ball over the, all the time. And it makes it makes me very angry. Um, but you've got to remember, he's only a young lad. And, and Asula's the same. He's only a young lad. And... Yeah, remembering that they've got big futures ahead of them, and you know when when they're younger than like Liam Thompson, they are definitely young players. Um, 
But he's a weird one, isn't he, um, Callum? Liam Thompson. It's a strange one. And we were talking about this before recording, weren't we? That yeah. in the Championship, he looked great. And then he just hasn't quite found his feet yet this season. No, no. Um, yeah, we were chatting before we started uh, recording. I just think that he's he's the one that, well, looks and appears the one to have struggled with the transition to the drop um, from last year's top performers. Um, I mean, when when you look at like today, for instance, he's come on and um, he's, he's been thrown into a game which we're kind of trying to hang on to and it's a bit scrappy and tackles are flying in. Um, you When he comes on, you're not like, in, like enthralled with the knowledge that he's going to put his body in there and, and win 50-50 tackles. He's, he's one of them that will nip in and, and kind of win possession back for you and stuff like that, which he did really, really well in the championship. I just think he's, um, like I said, he's not the one that's been struggling the, the most for me. I don't know, obviously, what Chris and Vic, Vic both think about him so far. He isn't He isn't a game-changer by any stretch of imagination, is it? He's, he's not the first person you think, right, we, we, we've got to hold on to a lead, let's bring on Liam. Bless him, you know. Yeah. And unfortunately, because of the lack of strength and depth we've 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 got, that's what he's become. And it's not it's not fair on him. Um, but he he just looks completely lost out there. Bless him. Yeah, th- there was a moment last week, wasn't there, where oh, the game before Bristol. I can't remember we played. Now there's too many games too quickly. I, c- I can't keep up anymore. <laughs> um, I remember we, we were chasing a goal late in the game and we brought on Forsyth and uh, and Thompson. It's like, that is where we're at, isn't it? Realistically, <laughs> that's where we're at. Like We're relying on players that aren't necessarily game changers to come on and try and do something. And it, it's a horrible position to be in um, because we've got so many injuries and we keep getting players sent off. And, and Vic, penalties. Penalties. <laughs> we are sick of penalties. <laughs> Six pens in eight senior games. I know the Papa John's Trophy doesn't count as a senior game. I didn't know that until recently. Six pens in eight games. That's mental. That's actually like that's actually quite impressive that we've managed that, isn't it? We must be. We must be on the verge of breaking a record for most penalties. In- <laughs> we must be. But I've never seen that many penalties. But it's crazy. Like it worries me because it shows maybe a lack of discipline on our side. Because um, we seem to be giving a lot more away. It's nice to actually see us win some as well, but we're not putting them away either. But, <laughs> so, yeah, it does it does concern me a bit, um, just because for one, we're threadbare on centre backs anyway. So that cashing we could have done with cashing on uh, Wednesday night because uh, he's banned for MK Duns as well. Uh, yeah, he's got yeah, yeah. So it's, it's it's a bit unfortunate. I'm a bit concerned. Um, yeah, it's 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 something probably we need to definitely stamp out the game because we seem to be giving it away every week. I mean, if, you, if you're a betting person, you'd bet on Derby to give a penalty away at, at least every game. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> well, I think me and you, Joe, and, and obviously Chris, before Vic uh, hopped on, we were like chatting about, you. I don't know what, you you can't coach it, or I don't know how you coach it because essentially, I've, like I said, me, me and, and yourselves all play, play football. You, you give away penalties and and and, it, and you just kind of put it down to that player's individual error, like. But the fact that we've done six and the different players, it's not like it's the same player doing yeah. it all the time. It's different players, and it's like you you can't coach it other than like I think Chris has mentioned before recording. It's it's maybe it's the intensity that well by the time they're getting the men beyond the ball and they're kind of attacking into the box, they're just 
tired and they're tired just out, putting, yeah. and putting a, a flaming leg out and, and they're just going straight over. Yeah, it could that's be right. what it was, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. And that's what, and that's what cashing was today. It was a lazy, late, it was, you can see why the red card was given because there was just no attempt. It was just a lazy arm out, pull him down and there was just no thought process to it which might suggest that, yeah, they're absolutely shattered and that's the best they can do. Yeah. Which is worrying. Well, that, that's that's the worry that I found is that I think of the penalties we've given away. The two that really, really stick out to me are the Davis one against Accrington and the Cashier yeah. one today because they're both the same penalty. The players run through on goal. They've been caught out of position. Instead of letting the players shoot and, you know, we've made the mistake, we've conceded, oh no, they've instead taken it upon themselves to try and drag the player down. And, and Davis was very lucky. He got away with it. And Cashin hasn't got away with it. And and it's costing us games. It's costing us players. You know, today, do we lose that game if Cashin, if we've got 11 men? No chance. No, no way. No way we lose that game. But Cashin gets sent off. They score the pen because it's pretty much a guaranteed goal unless we're taking it. And all of a sudden, we're in a position where, oh, no, we, we, you know, we it's 2-1. We've got 10 men. We've got a threadbare squad. All the players we have are shattered already. What are we going to do? <laughs> and, and I think their goal late on just sort of summed that up, didn't it? The players looked exhausted. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, we couldn't do a lot about the goal at the end, I don't think. I, it pinballed around in the box, fell to the bloke three yards from goal. Wildsmith's got no chance. It's just we one all of said it, Jake, didn't we? It was absolutely inevitable. It was, oh, was yeah. going to happen. It was going to happen. Yeah. Cool. And and that takes us back to our game management, doesn't it? I mean, how bad's that been? Pretty bad. Yeah. It's it's because, like I said, it's been our games rather that have been so end to end. It's just we get it, we get it forward, we get it forward, and then it's got to get it back, and then it's back forward again. It's back. It's and especially in the game like today, where the weather looked horrendous at the, yeah. the end. They're all they needed to do was just try and get a corner, try and get a long throw, try and just get it in our boxed and it just meant that like you said we, we all probably just sat there watching it or if you were there or something if you're listening that you just knew it was something was going to happen um, yeah another penalty or another you know something's going to happen in that last four or five minutes of added time um that was going to just come and, and bite us in the in the rear end i'm just glad it wasn't the keeper <laughs> that's all I can say I'm just glad it wasn't the keeper I think I'd have died on the spot if if the keeper would have hammered it into the top corner that would have that would have compounded our misery but I mean but that's when... that's the thing that's the thing isn't it Jake when you're talking about late subs and games game management the player mm. who should have come on to hold that 2-1 score was Stearman but because of a stupid decision he was already on don't hold and back, Chris. We had the like, we had, you know, five foot and a fag, but Liam Thompson coming on to try and to, to try and hold on to it. It's just sheer stupidity. And I, I, you know, I, I don't blame Warren. He, he had, to, you know, those subs he had, he had to make, but it's those decisions, those individual errors that this season they're gonna they're gonna cost us if they keep on carrying on. But you, yeah. well, you think like just individuals, just Stearman's coming on, like you said, to hold a game. Connor Horahan, to you think a senior member to you know try and short the midfield. The I, I don't think I ever saw him actually touch the ball. I didn't know he was on for the first no. time. <laughs> exactly. So it's like the fact that we've we're bringing these players. Warren's putting these players on to try and just you know just kill it. 
please just kill the game and it didn't made absolutely shed a, shed a difference. I've enjoyed this, Callum. You're doing my job for me. Carry on, mate. Keep <laughs> keep going. This is really easy for me. It's it's, just, it's like counselling. This. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. And we spoke when Resilience managed, didn't we? We were like, oh, we want more exciting football. This is too exciting. Please stop. Stop it. We <laughs> stop conceding late goals and scoring late goals. Let's just have comfortable wins. Let's have that instead. A comfortable win. Uh, I think even at four two up last week. You know, it didn't feel comfortable at all, did it? I was like, oh, God, we're going to lose, you know, 5-4 or, or something like that, because that's just what... The only like. comfortable win we've had has been Accrington, isn't it? That's the only comfortable... And they missed two pets. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and hit the bar. Exactly. <laughs> oh. I, I don't know what you... I don't know what... The only, just on a lighter note about the, the Reds, did you guys see what Forsyth said about what the referee said to him? <laughs> He didn't have a clue who was who who'd commit foul, did he? Not a clue. He said, oh, did you make it? And it was like, why have I got to tell you who's made it? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, they, they got the decision like in 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 terms of the player, right? But I wish he said it had been Hurahan. <laughs> I wish he'd said it was himself. Not because I love I love Craig Forsyth. I'm I'm a big Craig Forsyth advocate. But if the ref makes the wrong decision, the whole thing gets rescinded and we lose nobody. So you should have just taken it for the team, Craig. Come on, mate. Yeah. <laughs> You're smarter than that. God, yeah, it was me. Yeah. <laughs> he thought, no, I want to go one on one against Haller on Wednesday night. That's what it was. <laughs> well, he, he would, because it would have been rescinded because it was a, a mistake. And you remember the Kieran Gibbs one? Yes, handball. Yeah, that always sticks in the mind. Um, it was. What was that? Chamberlain and Gibbs. Oxley, Chamberlain and Gibbs. Yeah, the two yeah. Them, yeah. The, yeah, the Chamberlain twins. made a great save. Yeah. I know, I know. Ah, it's annoying, isn't it? It, it happens. Um, replay. Any of you looking forward to the replay? Any of you going to go? I don't know if I'll go. To be honest, I know it makes not me sound like hell. Sound like a mega plastic, but I'm not sure how much I want to watch. Hopefully, and I'm praying we play like the under 23s, um, because if we kill our first team for another one of these games, I think it'll be pretty brutal. Actually, that's quite an interesting discussion point. I open it to all of you again. Do you want us to play a first team in the replay? I said to my mates, I'll put the under 21s up. Uh, well, majority. Um... That's my my view. Obviously, you want to try and win it. You might put a couple of the guys that you you don't win the game. Like you might put Willa Sula in and stuff like that. But no, I'd put majority of the ones twenty ones. Yeah, I'm the same. Any of the rest of you? I would. I would. I would say I'd keep the I'd keep the the spine, but we haven't got a spine left. Not <laughs> <a> Wild Smith. <laughs> yeah. He's kicking about. He's doing all right. Vic, what do you reckon? Play the under twenty ones. At least we get a home game in November. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> hooray, brilliant! The what the home game we all wanted as well. Um, right, let's do a really quick preview just to end. Um, so yeah, I mean, <sighs> Liverpool We've got Liverpool with Stearman and Forsyth at centre half. It's gonna, be a, <laughs> it's gonna be a long day. <laughs> I love them both. I love them both so much, but it's going to be so painful. That's how to render some paper. Imagine it? if they play like Darwin Nunez and his chaotic footballing legs up against Forsyth and Stephen. It's going to be, yeah, interesting. I mean, uh, again, all of you lads, what do you reckon? What are you thinking for Liverpool? Be a nice occasion. 
yeah play, play there we don't get those day day trips often i'm I'm not personally going but for obviously all the guys i think you're going jake it'd be it'd be nice just to go there you there's probably a lot of derby fans who've never been to anfield it's a stadium and city to tick off who haven't been there and stuff yeah other than that not looking forward to it <laughs> any other non-plastics going <laughs> oh this are you going vic yeah, i'll be there just Good enjoy man. I'm not looking forward to us losing 14 now, so <laughs> I'll, I'll take anything less than 10. <laughs> I just, I just want to see. It. I just want to hear the Derby fans from first minute to last. I just want to hear where's your famous atmosphere to the famous cop, and <laughs> um, and yeah, whatever the do. Do you know what I said said to you earlier, Jake? It would just be typical Derby if you went there and got a one nil smash and grab. It really was. Yeah. I was going to say the same. Yeah. For Scythe, just hammers it in from 40 yards or something like that. Um, and then go and lose 4 0 against M. Against <laughs> M. And take on. That would just be it, wouldn't it? I know. And then that's what I was going to go on to next. I mean, I, I, there's no point even doing the score prediction for Liverpool, um, to be honest. I mean. Oh, please. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Go on then. Yeah, go on then. The go on then. Callum, score prediction. And I will look this up after, after Tuesday night <laughs> or Wednesday night sorry what what do you think 4-1 the derby good choice Chris <laughs> I'm I'm sticking by it I'm going 1-0 derby Vic I'll go 6-1 oh my god <laughs> <The> derby <laughs> I was just about to say derby yeah. <laughs> It worries me though, because I remember when uh, Paul won first come and he's like, Yeah, it was a really proud achievement. Uh, was it uh, managing Rotherham against Man City and they lost 8 0? They lost 8 0. <laughs> oh no, I forgot about that. Yeah, I remember that. It's going to happen again, isn't it? We'll okay. oh, My God, prediction God. is 8 0. Okay, let's move on to uh, MK Tons. <laughs> is that to Derby, is it, Jake? <laughs> I'm not going to comment on which team I'm, I'm yeah, in favour of. Uh, it might be Liverpool. Um, MK Dons, I mean, that's a big game for us. Mm. Um, you know, they're, they've been pretty poor so far this season, considering they've got quite a decent team as well. Um, Callum, what do you think? Big trip away, big away following? Yeah, um, I think it'll be... They don't really um, pack out that stadium, do they? It's a nice stadium, but they don't pack it out ever. Well, never, It's always one of them that you see on EFL highlights, and it's always empty. Yeah, so. the, the problem is they're not a real team. Well, that's a bit harsh. Like, Oh, they're not. <laughs> they're not. They're not. They're it is not. franchise FC. Yeah, it franchise is. FC. It is, yeah. But yeah, I know, I know what you mean. It, it, they've got a big ground. It's a nice ground. It is nice. Yeah. Um, um, but no, I think it's a, like you said. It, you, you were spot on. It's a big game where we need to get a result. We need to get the league form back on track. Um, and and that's why I I'm, I'm interested to see what team he put out against Liverpool to then go away at MK Dons. Because with the threadbare squad we've got, how seriously does Port Warren take Wednesday to then go? For me, I'd I'd rather go and get a win on Saturday. So that out of the two results, so yeah, if that's that's where I'm at, I'm at at the moment, I don't know. Yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. I'd rather we had uh, played the youths today, um, and and taken the other two quite seriously. But I know that's uh, that's not not necessarily an option. Um, Chris, I mean, MK Dons, big game. What do you reckon? I reckon Red Bull, MK Dons, won Derby 3. <laughs> I hope you're right. <laughs> Fixing. 
What are you thinking? Uh, I think it just depends on the energy levels going into MK Dons. I think they're going to give it their all on Wednesday. If we look shattered, I think we might just get a smash and grab one nil win. It'd be nice to have a clean sheet as well. I don't think we've had many since Paul since Paul joined. Yeah, one nil smash and grab. Let's go. Stephen so. Header, what a prediction <laughs> that is! I hope you're right. And and I was about to say, well, we know if he's played. Yeah, of course he's played. We've got no one else to play. Yeah, yeah, um, so unless we bring in some miracle free agent in the next week or so, uh, which I sincerely doubt. But yeah, I, 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 I hope Jake Rooney good. gets gets a chance. Sorry, Jake. I was just saying, I hope no, Jake that's... Rooney gets a chance in the next two games. Yeah, I think it's interesting. Uh, to be honest, I've I've seen. I wouldn't say a lot of Jake Rooney, but I think in that Man City game, I know he's up against obviously quality players. I think he got ripped to pieces um, despite him. We played Man City as well. No, no, no. <laughs> you know, under 21s. Oh, thank God for that. Sorry, Jake. <laughs> it's all right, mate. It's, it's all right. His man did score a hat trick. That was that was part oh, of the yes. problem. Yes. But even though he was, he was quite good at football, Borges, to be fair. And I really hope in January he decides he fancies League One. Uh, that would be nice, wouldn't it? But yeah, I, th- I think um, it's it's going to be tough. When it? it'll be tough, and I, I think it'll be interesting. I think there the will have to be rotation because there's only so many games this starting eleven can play before they start to keel over. I mean, I've noticed Mendes Lang sort of got less minutes in him every game, so it'll be coming off at half time next Saturday <laughs> if he if he ends up playing the full game on on Wednesday. So yeah, I, I hope we get a smash and grab. I hope you guys are right. Um, our defensive record tells otherwise uh, when we lead games, we tend to throw them away, but I hope you are right. Right, lads, it's it's actually been a pleasure considering how dreadful the game was today. It's actually been quite fun uh, having a chat about it. Um, if people did enjoy, um, feel free, check out previous episodes. I know they're probably not the most relevant thing in the world, um, but it's always funny to listen to the predictions and how wrong we all are because we are always wrong every single week. Um, apart from Vic, who's sometimes actually right. Um, I weren't far off me 5-2, Jake, was I? You weren't, actually. <laughs> you, weren't, you weren't far off. It was, I was quite impressed with that, actually. Well done, mate. Um, but, yeah, I think I put us down to draw, like, what all? <laughs> Something <laughs> like that. This is Bristol Rovers, by the way, for anyone wondering. Um, but, yeah, no, it's, it's been really good. Uh, and, yeah, if you did enjoy, you know, followers, likers on Twitter, at Ramstalk Pods, um, give us a rating I've noticed some ratings recently which is really lovely to see um, and I know a lot of the guys that come on quite often you know it's it's good for them too because it's good feedback for them so yeah lads it's been an absolute pleasure um, thank you everyone for listening and thank you guys for joining me pleasure Jake away days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for McDonald's maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. 
Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.